This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Goes by the pseudonym Bo It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Monday Rush Hour. If you'd like to be on the program, all you have to do, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So much news. Of course, the immigrant crisis, it's a crisis when the Democrats are unhappy with the outcomes. It's a crisis now after the world has seen how Democrats treat immigrants. When they come to their wealthy Democrat enclaves, they hustle them out of town as quickly as they can, less than 48 hours, and the... Lawyers for some of these people. Now, imagine this. You're an illegal immigrant into America. You're here not legally. You're broke. You're looking for a job. You're looking for work. You're looking for handouts. But yet, you have lawyers. So 30 of them apparently have lawyers. And the lawyers are saying, lawyers for 30 of these illegal immigrants are saying, we're going to go after Ron DeSantis. We're going to try to charge him criminally for the trauma and the false promises he made to illegal immigrants. Let us see how that plays out, shall we? Today, of course, Queen Elizabeth II was laid to rest her state funeral in the ancient Westminster Abbey. 500 foreign dignitaries from around the world including President Biden, others, about a 100 of them, heads of state, were in attendance, the royal family, of course. And now the mourning is over, officially, and King Charles will preside over what is left of the British Empire. Justin Trudeau... Canada's boy prime minister was in the news. He was at a sing-along singing the Bohemian Rhapsody days before the funeral, and that 
video hit over the weekend, and people are slamming him as being an embarrassment. Well, what's new about that? This is the same Justin Trudeau that loves, you know, the pictures. Remember the blackface pictures? Remember, this guy has just been an embarrassment for a long time. Ay, ay, ay. Hurricane Phonia, for those of you with relatives in Puerto Rico, I hope you're able to get through at some point. The devastation over the DR, Dominican Republic, and Puerto Rico is massive. So far, at least we know one person has died. There are catastrophic scenes of infrastructure being washed away, floods, all sorts of damage. Now, it wasn't long ago during the Trump administration that hurricane that another hurricane battered Puerto Rico, knocking out most of the electrical grid. And from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, the island still hadn't recovered from that, and now they're being beaten again. Over a 1,000 residents in Puerto Rico had to be rescued. And thank goodness they were able to be rescued. Joe Biden, on 60 Minutes, declared that the COVID pandemic is over. It's over. Just in time for the election, it's over. But wait. Let's listen. Kevin says he has the cut. Play it, Kev. Are you committed to running again? Look, if I were to say to you, I'm running again, all of a sudden a whole range of things come into play that I have uh, requirements I have to change and move and do. In terms of election laws? In terms of election laws. And it's much too early to make that kind of decision. I'm a great respecter of fate. And so what I'm doing is I'm doing my job. I'm going to do that job. And within the time frame that makes sense after this next election cycle Mm -hmm. here, Mm -hmm. going into next year, make a judgment on Mm -hmm. what to do. You say that it's much too early to make that decision. I take it the decision has not been made in your own head. Mm -hmm. Look, my intention, as I said to begin with, is that I would run again. But it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I run again? That remains to be seen. Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's what the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example of it. Well, some people might want to tell uh, a certain healthcare company, there are two C's in it, that the pandemic is over because they still mandate wearing masks when you go in to see any of their doctors, and they have little Nazi-like police that run around if your mask gets below your nose. And by the way, I have a story here about teachers. And I'm sure that you heard this, Mr. Pandemic is over. Mr. Pandemic is over. Why are the, why are teachers still being fired in New York? Why is that? There's a story about more teachers that are being fired. And yet we hear that the pandemic is over. There's also this news from AmericanWireNews.com. Respected medical journal finally admits COVID-19 could have come from a lab leak inside the U.S. 
Well, say what? The world's most respected medical journalist finally come out and admitted what in the not-so-distant past gotten people banned from social media platforms, suggesting COVID-19 may have been engineered and leaked from a laboratory. The Lancet's 58-page Commission on Lessons for the Future from the COVID-19 Pandemic Report actually has turned things on their head. We shall see. We shall see whether the truth of this pandemic ever really comes out. And there's a lot of truth that needs to come out. The truth about why we have vaccines when there were medicines that cost far less than vaccines that apparently worked. The truth about how it originated. The truth about why it originated. The truth about whether vaccines that are supposed to protect you from getting it really work when people that take the vaccines get it anyway. The truth about whether these, whether there is and what are the side effects after people take the vaccine. Whether indeed it is responsible for more deaths, as has been alleged. New York City, this is another American Wire news story, New York City fires another 850 unvaxxed teachers. Teaching aides as well. The total of those fired, near 2,000. Here we are, struggling for teachers, struggling with school enrollment. And what is Mayor Adams doing? Following in the examples of the failed Bill de Blasio. And teachers are still being fired because they refuse to take a vaccine. And nowhere, speaking of truth, is there the admission that perhaps these people that have refused to take vaccines know what they're doing. Perhaps, given the other stories that we've heard over recent weeks and months about heart diseases being affected, about immune systems being compromised, perhaps some of these people that are unvaxxed know exactly what they're doing. Perhaps they're not stupid people. Perhaps they're not enemies of the state because they refuse to take a government-mandated vaccine. Perhaps. Biden also told 60 Minutes, White House is trying to walk this one back now, that of course we'd send American troops in. Of course, if China goes after Taiwan, sure. It's a, it's an old it's an old agreement, but we'd honor it. Sure, we would. The White House again forced to do damage control. Biden told Scott Pelley, "60 Minutes, the United States would send troops to defend Taiwan should China make an unprecedented move on the island nation." When, when, when are we going to get a response from Joe Biden to anything that makes sense? You'll be glad to know if you're in the housing market, ladies and gentlemen, you're looking for a house, if you own a house, if you want to buy a new house, if you want to build a new house, 
He'll be glad to know that the United States housing market is in a deep recession. Home builder confidence is in the tank. The U.S. housing market, this is in the New York Post. The New York housing market is in the midst of a deep recession that could put pressure on the Federal Reserve to ease up on interest rates. Oh, yeah, they're going to suppose to be hiking it again. Another hike up. Home builder confidence declined for the ninth straight month in September. Surging mortgage rates, steep prices push many buyers out of the market, according to the National Association of Home Builders. I remember when Donald Trump was in office, things were surging. People were buying houses. People had money. Inflation wasn't a problem. Energy costs were low. But now we're told that because the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, the voters have forgotten about everything else. Have you, ladies and gentlemen, forgotten about everything else? Have you forgotten what it was like when you could afford to fill your tank with gas? Have you forgotten when it was that you could afford to buy a house? Have you forgotten, those of you that like to build your own houses, what it was like when you could afford to do that? Have you forgotten what it was like when you could walk down the streets of your city, regardless of what city it was, and feel relatively safe? You see the video this week with the axe guy in McDonald's? This guy goes on a tear with an axe? An axe threatening people, destroying property. And you know what happens in New York when you have violent predators out there that do these kind of things? Why? If they're taken to custody, which is rare, then the Soros-appointed legal system lets them go. And they're back out on the streets. Well, that happened again this week. Remember when... You could walk the streets during the day in your favorite city and feel relatively safe. You would get to where you were going, and if something bad were to happen to you or members of your family, there would be justice. Remember those days? They're gone. And yet we're told, oh, no, Republicans are going to lose everything because, you know, that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Bill Clinton's out should be hiding his head still in shame. This is the man that knows how to hide cigars inside interns. Bill Clinton says Republicans scare people. They scare voters. They make critical race theory sound worse than smallpox. So now Mr. Elder Statesman Bill Clinton, this is in BizPack Review today, claimed that Democrats could still control both houses of Congress come November. They can overcome the GOP because the GOP makes voters scared. They're scary. And they're screwed. They're really screwed of all this talk about critical race theory. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerly. It is Bo Snerly's Rush Hour. We're going to look forward to taking your calls a little bit later in the program. Whatever you want to talk about is fair game. We've got, of course, audio. We have some from Libs of TikTok. That's always amusing. There's a guy that is out from, that says the Good Information Foundation offered to pay influencers. These are the people on social media. So you have this foundation, the so-called Good Information Foundation, offering 
according to this person, $400 to make a fake anti-Trump propaganda post. And this ought to be an indication as to just how little you can trust what appears on certain social media platforms. James Golden, Bo Snerdley, 800-848-9222 is our number, 800-848-WABC. We're coming back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio 77. Well, even if they're not, we can pretend. That's chic. Nile Rogers, whose birthday we celebrate today. I just saw Niles. He was, uh, oh, Derek Hunter's going to get mad. Yeah, he was at that concert over at Wembley. They opened, they did the two David Bowie tunes, the ones that he produced. You know, Nile, of course, a distinguished producer. Diana Ross, Upside Down. That whole, she had one or two hits with Nile. Sister Sledge, We Are Family. Of course, all the hits they had was Chic Lation, Le Freak. They defined the disco movement. And if you remember, this was one of the tunes that introduced rap. They lifted the music and did rap on, and that was one of the first big rap hits. Boy, Kevin is so happy today. Kevin Perez, he's like a huge Giant fan. How we do it, James? And, and, and apparently the Giants must have won a game finally. No. I mean, I haven't watched football in years. Ever since these guys started kneeling, that was it for me. Bunch of multimillionaires who sometimes, depending on the person, can barely speak English. They know maybe five or six words to string together, and they don't make complete sentences. But they're billionaires, multimillionaires, because America is so great that it affords that opportunity. They sit down and kneel. So when I saw that a few years ago, and I was an avid football fan, total, total Dallas Cowboy fan since I was five years old. I haven't watched the game since. I was done. And I'm still done. Get him out. But apparently the New York, he's got on his New York Giants jersey. It's like number 26, some guy named Malarkey, I guess. Oh, stop. Well, what did they do? What happened? They're 2-0 and for the first time in six years since they last made the playoffs. Oh, oh. oh they won two games. How did the Cowboys do? I have no idea. I don't watch it. Yet you claim to be a Cowboys fan. I was until all the kneeling started, and as I said, I haven't watched football since. I was done with the NFL. If the NFL can't respect America, 
and can't demand that his players respect the United States of America, then I have no respect for the NFL. That was it with me and the NFL. And I'm serious. I haven't watched any any football since. Fair I enough. must admit, I'm tempted when the Super Bowl comes. But even then, I don't. I haven't watched. I haven't watched the game since. Was the last time you? You're telling me the last time you watched the Super Bowl was the year that they started kneeling. That's it. Wow. If you don't respect the United States of America and you claim to be a national league of any kind, screw you. You will not get my time. You will not get my respect. This country has done so much, and there's no other country in the world that many of these players could have made the kind of living and enjoyed the kind of success now. And for them not to have any appreciation for this country and to disrespect our anthem the way that they did, they don't deserve anybody's respect, in my opinion. But that's just me. I understand people are still watching. And I'm glad that your um, your Giants won two games. I hope you enjoy it because by the end of the season, you know where they'll be. Okay. Where, they, where they usually are. Ay, ay, ay. Get them out. Don't bye, they play bye. again? Didn't you tell me that they play again, like, next when? Yeah, they play uh, a week from tonight, actually. They play Monday Night Football at 8 o'clock at MetLife Stadium. Cowboys are visiting the Giants. Oh, interesting. And I will okay. be there to watch it. You're going to watch? You're going to go? Yeah, I was there yesterday for the uh, home opener. Absolutely, yeah. Did the did a job? Yeah, absolutely. Fun. Oh. I'm so happy for you, and I'm glad that they actually won two games. <laughs> As I said, enjoy it while you can. Watch yourself. By the way, Pete Buttigieg, our transportation uh, uh, secretary, when he's not at when he's not at home with the two children that he and his husband have, uh, has decided to give the first grant to tear down racist roads. So there's a racist road in Detroit that will come down. Interstate 375 was built in 1960 using common. Eminent domain laws allowed the government to purchase private property, fair market prices, converted into a, 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 a highway. Well, 397, uh, 375 was racist. It went through some black neighborhoods, and so the racist road is now going to come down, and it will be racist no more, no more racist roads. Aren't you pleased that that's how the $104.6 million is going to be spent tearing down infrastructure? That's what Joe Biden and the Democrats think makes America great. Tear down the infrastructure. Because the infrastructure, you see, is racist. Now, Pete Buttigieg hasn't done anything to stop the massive complaints that have come into the airlines when this railroad deal that Joe Biden made, he was nowhere, not even in the photo ops. And by the way, there are stories today that the railroad deal that Joe Biden made could, could fall apart because it's it was built on a, uh, a foundation that doesn't include all of the unions and all the unions have to vote. Many of them may say, yet, a little Soviet talk there, Yet, we don't want it. And so all this hubbub about Joe Biden saving the day, we'll see whether he indeed saved the day with the railroads or not. But Buttigieg is out, our illustrious transportation minister, 
and he's tearing down racist roads in Detroit. That ought to make you just feel, that ought to just warm your heart. One more racist road in America, kaput, done, torn apart. When Our country we, is in serious trouble. It has been, and it still is. Thank you, Joe Biden. We are going to take your calls. We have more to go, including Eric Adams wants to look at cruise ships as a way of housing illegal immigrants. As I mentioned earlier, lawyers for the elite, for 30 of the illegal immigrants flown into, uh, that were flown into Martha's Vineyard and then kicked out of Martha's Vineyard by the Democrats, 30 of them have lawyers now. The lawyers want to see if they can press criminal charges against Governor Ron DeSantis. Chuck Todd of what's left of the once great Meet the Press show says that flying immigrants to Martha's Vineyard was a plot, a plot, he says, to distract from the abortion issue. (laughs) And you'll wonder why that show's ratings have gone in the toilet. It's been on, it has been on a downhill slide, meet the depressed, ever since Tim Russert passed away. Adam Kinziger is warning. This is the rhino. Adam Kinziger is warning people that if Republicans do get the House back, they're going to, they're going to demand a vote to impeach President Biden every week. Who was it that impeached Donald Trump not once but twice? Who was that? But, yeah, Kinziger is trying to scare voters by saying that you let those Republicans back in, and by golly, they're going to try to impeach Joe Biden. Can you you imagine such a thing? Give me a little break here. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. David Bowie brings us back. Produced by Nile Rogers, whose birthday we celebrate today. Happy birthday, Nile Rogers. That's no more Hakeem on the drums. Hey, uh, Kev, I uh, have a question for you. All righty. Um, you're doing like you, you did a you did some sports reporting out uh, over the weekend for WABC, did you not? Yeah, I did. Actually, when I went to the Giants game, I was there on behalf of uh, WABC. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm wondering if you might consider doing a sports report for the Saturday show. Absolutely, absolutely. Good. Here's what I want. I want the NFL crime watch. We can start with Brett Favre. I want you to explain to people how what Brett Favre is charged with. And then, every week, I want to hear about the NFL criminals. Those that are charged, those that are innocent, have been found innocent. You know, those that beat up their girlfriends and wives on elevators. That sort of stuff. 
It's going to come to you. Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's head to the telephones. <laughs> Remember, John Katsimatidis is up aye, next. Aye, catch, aye. catch at night every weekday on WABC. Uh, to, yeah, let's start with uh, Brett Favre and, and welfare money and all that good stuff. Let us start with Vincent in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Vincent, welcome you on Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you? Good afternoon, James. Doing well. How about yourself? Well, thank you. Good. Listen, Vice President Harris is in denial that uh, that there's a problem at the border. I say with the U.N. Uh, having all of the world, uh, all the eyes are on New York and the U.N., I say we start bringing up some buses and dropping them off at the steps of the U.N. You get Governor Abbott and DeSantos, just load up those buses, send them right to the U.N. What do you think of that? What do you think of that, James? Well, I think DeSantis would probably be up for the challenge, so would Greg Abbott. But here's what I also think. And this is serious. You have swerved into something very serious. I mentioned this last week. Folks, and, and, and it's funny you mentioned this because I was, I was thinking about this before the show that the U.N.'s role in the United States' problems in immigration has yet to be brought up before the American people. And, I mean, I'm doing my best, but, folks, we have to figure out a way to amplify this story. When Todd Benzman, Center for Immigration Studies, was reporting from Mexico, he went into Mexico to report on the immigrant surges that were developing there. One of the things that he found out, is that the United Nations is funding some of the traffic. They are giving people cards that are very similar to our EBT cards, electronic cards, that they can uh, withdraw money from, and they can help feed themselves and the families as they make the trek through Central America to the United States of America. Now, that may sound like it's a humane thing to do, And I understand that. But where is the money coming from? And why is the United Nations involved in helping to permit surges of illegal immigrants to enter the United States? Todd also found out that one of the entities that is behind this surge in people falling asylum claims, many of which I believe are false claims, and I explained why in a previous show. I don't want to take the time to do that now again. But the United States is also, the United Nations is also behind that. Now, I, as far as I know, not one member of Congress, not one member of the United States Senate, not the White House, has put the U.N., on the spot and ask them for an explanation. Why are you funding an illegal immigration surge that breaks United States law, that violates United States sovereignty? We are dues-paying members of the United Nations. Why is some of the money that taxpayers are paying to the United Nations then turned over to support anti-American positions and anti-constitutional positions in the United States of America. And to me, I don't understand how this can happen, and there is silence, nothing but silence from our elected officials. 
And by the way, in case you're wondering, I am not one of these U.N. kooks that think there's a U.N. executive order with Dinaire working with the one world government and the Trilateralist Commission and the build the burgers and all the rest of the kooky stuff. But this is really happening. And we need to get to the bottom of it. Anne, you're up next. Staten Island, New York. Thank you for waiting, Anne. I rarely call for your show because I'd rather hear you talk than me talk. And I had had a thought, but I'm letting that go because this thing about immigration, I can't even wrap my head around the responses to it as far as the governor's, Eric Adams. In 2021, last year, Biden was sending planes into Westchester, New York. That's right. With immigrants. So where was Eric Adams then? Is he going to press charges against Biden? Biden was doing the same thing that Abbott and DeSantis is doing. I mean, you know, I, I, the double standard. Okay, I'm not stupid. I know it exists. But this is the nobody's bringing that up. Well, you brought it up, and by the way, there were others that brought it up, too. There was a story written about this that actually compared what Adams is doing and what Joe Biden has already done, over 70 flights of immigrants. And I pointed it out at the time. These flights are being met with buses when they get there. There are volunteers. People don't know where the immigrants that come in on these flights were shipped to. There is an underground network, and the government is not revealing this despite all of the sunshine laws. The government is not revealing how much funding is going toward placing these illegal immigrants in United States cities and the network that it has developed to do this secretly. And it is not reported in the press. It happens in the dead of night. Now, the Westchester commissioner... And his name escapes me at the moment. He ran, he's one of the guys that ran uh, unsuccessfully for governor. He was raising cane about this, but nothing happened to stop it. And, Ann, you're absolutely right. And it is not just Westchester County. These are happening, these things are happening in red states all across the country where immigrants are being shipped to and dropped off in the dead of night by the Biden administration. And by the way, kids are also, in some cases under the Biden administration, being separated from their parents. And we don't hear a word about it. It is 100% hypocrisy. But then again, that is nothing new. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy here. Both Snurdy's Rush Hour, coming back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. I know we're focusing on Nile Rodgers as we play the chic music. There's so many great musicians in this group, including Raymond Jones, who's deceased now. Raymond, great keyboard player. Bernard, it was, I mean, Sheik was just an amazing, they're, you know, and they're New Yorkers, by the way, in case you didn't know. Queens, New York, in the house.
Good Information Foundation offers to pay influencers $400 to make a fake anti-Trump propaganda post. I could tell you about the story, but why don't we let the guy that that went public and exposed what was happening, he's a lawyer, listen to this, folks. I was just offered $400 to make an anti-Donald Trump propaganda post related to the January 6th investigation. Mm-hmm. That is completely mm-hmm. not true. I should start mm-hmm. out this video by saying I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, so that should give a little bit of okay. confidence to where I'm coming from. I'm an attorney at Post Legal News and analysis on related topics. Okay, here we go with the story. So first thing first, I get an email from somebody with the Good Info Foundation. We'll talk about them a little more in a minute. I'm going to refer to this person as Jane. Jane sent me a message letting me know she represented the Good Info Foundation and that she uh-huh. was willing to offer a paid collaboration to discuss some topics related to January really? 6th. I said, sure, why not? I'll learn some more. Jane says the Good Info Foundation will give me $400 to make a post on my page and then share it to Instagram. So you see that blue link? All right, here, we're going to follow it. These are the specific requirements in order to obtain that $400 of how Uh I should Uh refer to the January 6th Capitol. How do do you do it? Number one, I must call this a criminal conspiracy. Number two, I must say Trump Republicans were responsible. Uh Number three, I must frame it as an attack on my country, an attack on America or Americans a criminal conspiracy, and a committed crime. I must attribute the matter to MAGA Republicans. I must make clear that this was ongoing and unresolved. And most importantly, that I must channel all of this unto the manipulation of voter agencies so that I could turn their anger around this event into defiance that would make people more likely to vote in midterms. And the thing that struck me the most was this part, where I was told to talk about the aspects of the Trump campaign's plan, and I was supposed to say that the Trump campaign paid literally millions of dollars to make January 6th happen. So I figured, you know, maybe I missed something. So I said, hey, Jane, what is the basis for the claim that the Trump campaign itself paid millions of dollars to make the January 6th siege of the Capitol Uh happen? uh uh Jane doesn't answer the question. Hi, Uh Preston. If you don't want to state that in the video, it's fine. You don't have to use all the bullet points provided. So I kept going. Sure, I'm just wondering if there's support for that claim. Jane doesn't answer again. Let me know if you are interested and the rate works for you. Thanks so much. I'm not interested, and the rate doesn't work for me. This is the Good Info Foundation. They boast on their homepage that good information is the lifeblood of a democracy. She's pathetic. Now, how many people have taken the $400? These are the same talking points you hear on the news. These are the same talking points you hear Democrats, elected Democrats in Congress, including and up to the President of the United States, saying, this is so bogus. This is how the Democrats, this is what the Democrat Party does. This is who they are. This is all bought and paid for electioneering using social media. And do you think these people that make these videos will ever be thrown off social media? No. Do you think if you come on social media and say something positive about President Trump, you might be thrown off social media? Well, this is how the Democrats do it, my friends. Let's go to Lake George. Mike, how are you this afternoon? Mike, you're on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. A man, Bo, in the house. All right, Bo. Uh, I called you a few times from the Poconos and, and, and uh, Lake George. I know you're cutting 
short on your show now. I'll make it quick. Uh, I said to the producer, answer the phone. You know, I was a drummer back in the days, you remember, and love my music. The song Ball of Confusion, well, that translates to the idiotic president. He's in a state of confusion, rimshot. Uh, so many things going on wrong with the country, okay? Uh, borders are wide open, out of control, violence, and just, you know, it, it's crazy. It is a semblance, not even a semblance of what I remember as a kid, as a 68-year-old. And I'll, I'll leave you with this, and people listening, this is the greatest country in the world, we're the most violent amongst each other. That's a fact. And like uh, Rodney King said, I said it on your show, Bo, I'll say it again, during the L.A. riots, and he passed away at a young age. I had respect for Rodney. He said simply, can't we all just get along? That's Thank it. you for the call. We appreciate it. Let us go to New Rochelle and Ralph. Ralph, you're on Boston Airways Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon, Ralph? I'm doing well, Mr. Golden. I have a problem with these crackpots with this infrastructure you spoke about racist highways i mean how could it be i understand when they built them at the time they went through some poor neighborhoods but look like look at interstate 95 it goes up the east coast it goes through greenwich connecticut it goes through uh, largemont new york it goes through all these high-end areas because it's transportation so how could it be that the uh, all of a sudden, it's a problem. With For Democrats, everything that everything the Democrats don't like is racist. That's how. They have one word in their playbook that is a word they use more than any other word. Racist. Everything, anybody, anything that they object to or want to deal with is racist. It has nothing to do with reality. It has everything to do with Democrat Party politics. Let's go to Jody and Merrick. Jody, welcome. How are you? Hello, Jody. Hey, can you hear me? I hear you, Jody. Okay, I just want to know if you saw that video that was out last week uh, with Matt Gates grilling Mayorkas about Homeland Security, about the 1.7 million illegals that entered and how many ICE agents they're going to need to round them up and put them back over the border. Of course, and you, yeah, I did. But you know what? You know what? You know what? It matters. Nothing. This Democrat government will do nothing about our borders or about illegal immigration. They have made it clear that they want open borders. They want immigrants. Except, don't send them. Don't whatever you do. Don't send them to Martha's Vineyard. As long as you don't do that, you're good. They don't care how many immigrants die in in sweltering trucks trying to get here, how many immigrant babies die in the Rio Grande River to try to get here. That happens every week. The deaths that are happening with people that are encouraged to come to this country, they don't consider that abuse. What they consider abuse is when immigrants are mingled with the good Democrats, the good wealthy Democrats that fund the party, up at Martha's Vineyard. So absolutely, nothing else matters to Democrats. Benjamin, Forest Hills, New York. Time's running out, Benjamin. How are you this afternoon? I wanted to talk about why voters are scared of the GOP, what Bill Clinton was saying. I think the real reason voters should be scared of the GOP is what they say. For example, Senator 
Ron Johnson about social security. We are sadly out of time, my man. I'm sorry. Give us buzz tomorrow. We're back every day this week. Both Germany's Rush Hour. Cats and Machidi's up next. Cats at night. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. We look forward to having you here tomorrow and every weekday, 4 p.m. for Boston Early's Rush Hour on Saturday, our radio extravaganza at 7 a.m. Saturday morning. Thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.